Hey, 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 it's your girl, Leah M. Forney. Welcome back to another episode of Hey Queen Thrive. Listen, y'all, we are already in the month of February. Wow. February is love month. You already know, because what we got going on in February, we got Valentine's Day, President's Day, all that good stuff. But we are focusing on L-O-B-E here at Hey Queen Thriving. So I'm so excited, y'all. I'm so excited because let me tell you something. This week's guest is going to be the first, the first, record-breaking first male guest here on Hey Queen Thrive. So, but, but before I, you know, get into all that and tell you guys who he is and a little bit about him and our connection and all that good stuff, you know, I got to update y'all, right? Yeah, I already know. You got to update y'all. So listen, <laughs> we are kicking off 2022 with a bang. First of all, shout out to my Thrive Tribe community. I love y'all guys. I love the feedback y'all sent me. I love seeing y'all shop to your drop with the Thrive Tribe merch. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Listen, I know you guys in the public have been waiting, and I promise you the link to the Thrive Tribe merch will drop to the public this month for sure. So you got to stay tuned for that. But let me tell you what else is happening in February. Woo! Are y'all ready? Drum, drum roll, please. Listen, your girl is finally, finally launching her digital course school the right academy yes the right w-r-i-t-e listen so backstory now i know when i started coaching i was normally i was a writing coach right i did a lot of coaching around the book writing process and all that good stuff and so back towards the end of 2021 um your girl just wasn't happy, right? It wasn't fulfilling her to keep coaching people through the book writing process. Um, and and that was because I no longer wanted to be just known as the author, right? Like people know me for an author. I'm coming up on five years of authorpreneurship um, in April. And I just wanted to get out of that space, right? But I also did not want to leave those who are desiring to write books hanging, right? So um, back in 2021, I connected with um, a lovely, lovely lady, Miss Ayana Webb. She was in season one. Shout out to her. Go back and listen to that episode um, where we talked about course creation. And I connected with her. I did um, her five-day challenge on how to build out a course and hit the ground running, right? And so I built out the course and I'll I'll be honest with y'all, I kind of didn't do nothing with it, right? Like I had this fear and doubt that kind of kicked in, this imposter syndrome that kind of kicked in. And then um, I got into a conversation with my now coach. She wasn't my coach at the time. She was just one of my sissies. Um, This Mia Pittman, shout out to her. Um, And she was like, nah, I need you to get that, them courses done. Like she held my feet to the fire and was like, I need you to get those courses done. And so seven days later, I birthed the Wright Academy. (laughs) And so it literally has two courses out right now um, that is dropping in the month of February. Um, and it, I'm just, I'm excited when I tell you I'm excited, I'm excited. Um, because they are literally probably so full of information, um, not just in the videos and the presentations, but also like I've given you guys so many like downloadables, (laughs) 
Like I made sure I gave y'all so many downloadables. And so a little bit about each course, um, course number one, which is write that book, the fundamentals, write that book. The fundamentals is really for that person who is really trying to get started. Um, in the book writing process. And so you have like this idea in your head, but you're trying to figure out how to take it from idea in your head to pen and paper. And so that course is specifically for um, that individual. And the reason why I kind of did the courses, like two separate courses, was because I did a lot of marketing research and I asked a lot of up and coming and new authors, like what were some of the things that they needed? Um, to start their writing journey. And so based on the feedback they gave me, that's how the Write Academy was birthed. Um, And so the first course, again, is about the fundamentals. And that literally takes you through, um, one, having the right mindset, two, having the right organization, and three, um, having the right structure, right? So it literally takes you through uh, how to go from idea in your head all the way to actually getting that manuscript finally written, right? And so it touches on things like um, mind mapping and creating outlines and chapter formation, just to name a few, right? And then course number two is write your book, (laughs) The Logistics. And The Logistics is really about, and it's for that person who probably has already had the manuscript written, but they're like, okay, now I have this manuscript written, now what? what do I do next? Right. And so that literally takes you through, um, the logistical side of the book. So editing, formatting, um, you know, sentence structure, uh, marketing plan, all of that. Right. So it literally, so my, my hope in the, and prayer is that by the time you have made it through these courses, right. Um, you will have that book in your hand right? Because that's the goal. So whether you're the person that needs the fundamentals first, there's the course, that's the course for you. Or if you're the person that's like, well, I have the fundamentals done. I have my manuscript, all that good stuff. I just need to know what I need to do next. Then the logistics course is for you. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited that the courses, the school is opening in the month of February, which is love month. This is my love to you guys who are inspiring authors because I want to see you guys write those books. I'm totally excited um, and just can't wait to see what you guys do. Um, The other thing that's coming in the month of February is your girl is doing her first workshop of 2022. And so I had this concept of a divorce party with the twist. (laughs) Cause we always talk, you know, you guys hear about divorce parties, but divorce party with a twist is really um, another love note to you guys to help you guys divorce some things in 2022, right? Cause listen, a lot of us have had fear and doubt and other issues and and barriers that have stopped us and we're not going to let it stop us in 2022. And so I'm going to be hosting a two day workshop. So definitely stay tuned for that. I will be hosting a two day workshop to really help you guys divorce some things and come up with the strategies to put in place, to really begin to walk into your God-given purpose. So I'm excited for the month of February. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about my guest tonight on this episode. It is my bro, man. Like this is my, listen, listen, listen. This is my heart right here. I have known him since I lived in the state of North Carolina. Like, ah, such an amazing man of God, such an amazing pastor. Like, 
this is my dude, relationship coach, relationship guru. Like this is my dude. And it is none other than my broski, Gregory Devon. I'm, I'm just so excited to talk to him. Y'all don't understand. Listen, we about to have a whole conversation about relationships, about being single, about dating. Yeah, we about to go there. We about to go there. And this is how we're going to kick up, kick off the month of February, which is love month. And we're going to just have this conversation. So definitely tune in and get your pen and paper and all that good stuff. And of course, you know, I'll be back with what? Thriving Nuggets. What's up, my beautiful Hey Queen Pride family? Listen, I am super excited about this guest because he is one of my big bros. He's been in the state of he's in the state of North Carolina. I've known him since I lived in North Carolina. And it is the one, the only Gregory Devon. How are you doing tonight? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Blessed. And I am just excited about 2022. Yes. So tell the people a little bit about yourself. Yes, well, my name is Gregory Devon. I am uh, born and raised here in Durham, North Carolina. I uh, went to school at North Carolina A&T State University, majored in psychology. Um, I worked I worked in the uh, juvenile justice system for a few years, came back to Durham, um, was working in ministry. I've worked in the capacity of um, youth minister, youth young adult pastor. Uh, I've been a singles pastor. Um, young adult pastor. Now I'm a head pastor of a church in Oxford, North Carolina, uh, New Grassy Creek Baptist Church. And I've been there head pastor now for the last three years. So I have um, had my work cut out for me, but I certainly enjoy ministry. Yes, I love it. I love it. So listen, I have this question that I ask all my guests, and that is, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a queen that's thriving? A queen that's striving is about a woman understanding her purpose and mm-hmm. a woman walking in that purpose and not allowing anything to stop her. You know, it's not about it's not about having motivation. It's about being disciplined because you won't always feel motivated. But if you're disciplined, then you have the will to keep moving. So it's about understanding your femininity and, and who you are as a woman. It's about not allowing society to define who you are. It's about being, you know, goal-driven. Be a goal digger. Dig mm. and find your goals, you know. Understand who you are in God. It's about pressing forward and not letting anything stop you. And at the end of the day, it's about knowing who you are. Mm. I love that. I love that. You got to know who you are. And you, and you already brought up the P word, which is purpose, which is what we're focusing on in this season of Hey Queen Thrive. So take us on the journey on how you discovered your purpose. Discovering purpose is really um, about asking yourself, what are you gifted to do? And then what are you passionate about? Mm. If you can write that down and say, you know, what am, I, what am I truly passionate about? Figure that out. And then say, what am I gifted to do? Those things will marry each other and they can procreate and birth your purpose. And I mm. think that we look at purpose sometimes and we say, you know, well, we hear it all the time, walking in purpose, pursue purpose, but we don't know what it is. You know, but you really have to look at two things. Again, like what, what's your skill set? What are you gifted at? You know, what are your talents? 
and, and then figure out what you're passionate about. Because what happens is you will then become passionate about doing something that you're gifted to do. And you will realize mm-hmm. day, this is my purpose. You know, for me, um, when I was younger, I had a speech problem and I had to have speech therapy. So I never would have thought that one day I would make a living in front of people talking, you know, but I realized that I liked to talk. And I got older, got into speech therapy when I was younger. I realized that I was gifted at understanding things on another level. And I realized that, you know what, part of my purpose is, is helping people to understand who they are, to mm. understand what they're going through, to, to be able to go beyond the surface and help someone discover what's going on in their life and lead them into a better state of being. And I realized that I was, that I was gifted at that and I was passionate about it. You know, I, I was passionate about helping people but I was gifted at having another level of understanding. And I realized, oh, my purpose is to be in ministry. Wow. You know, I never wanted to be a pastor. I didn't. I did not want to be a pastor. I wanted to be a good Christian. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. You know, but I realized, you know what, God had a greater calling on my life. And it was through um, looking back in retrospect that I realized how I came to this point. Mm, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I love that you said you didn't want to be a pastor. I always tell people when God calls you to something, it is not the most exciting thing. Like we're not mm. jumping for joy. You know, we're not like, yay, ministry. <laughs> we kind of like, no, can I, can I go the other way? And that's what I tell people for me. I know the difference between being what they call today a clout chaser and really walking in your calling. Because people that walk in their calling definitely don't want to do it. <laughs> they, right. they trying to run the opposite direction. They're like, please pick somebody else. Don't pick me. So I love that you said, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to do this, but I knew that I was passionate about it and I knew that it aligned with my purpose. So I absolutely love that. So I want to shift gears a little bit because sure. you do a lot of talking about these relationships, hunty. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of talking about it. And so I got to pull on a relationship coach in you because relationship goals seems to be a hot topic lately. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? I think that with relationships, period, is such a hot topic because it seems as though everyone gets it wrong but mm-hmm. everyone wants to thrive. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we get it wrong oftentimes is because it, it, it's almost like, you know, you, when you're younger, everybody wants to drive, you know, because you can sit behind the wheel of a hot car and, and drive it and look cool. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize unless you take driver's ed, unless you get a permit, take some practice time to figure out how to drive, what this is really about. It's bigger than sitting behind the wheel. I have yeah. to know to look in the rearview mirror, to look at the side mirrors, to look around me, to know what the traffic signs are, to know when I'm in a, a, a traffic zone or a danger zone, to know I can't turn uh, right or red at this place because the last one I can't do it. My point is, relationships have rules mm. that we sometimes do not follow because we don't know. 
yeah. you know, yeah. and we take a lot of misinformation from a lot of different sources, and we enter these relationships like an unexperienced driver. You mm. thought it was something, but you got in it and realized, wait a minute, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to communicate very well. I, I thought I was a good communicator. They told me that the key to healthy relationship was communication. But now I realize it's not communication, it's comprehension. Because you can communicate all day long. But yeah. are you comprehending what's being communicated? Mm. And, and for the Christians that are listening, it is like we take a lot of information from a lot of different sources that yeah. don't apply to Christian living. Yeah. Steve Harvey, God bless him. I love Steve Harvey. But you can't listen to everything Steve Harvey says and apply that to Christian living. Because yeah. everything he says, that's rational, very rational, but it may not be spiritual. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, like an example would be his 90-day rule. It is very rational and it is very practical. And there's some levels where I agree with him in terms mm -hmm. of don't just jump into sex. Yeah. But for the Christian, the Christian is supposed to be. So that rule won't fit totally into Christian living biblically, but it is very rational. You know, and it's not just Steve, I, I love Steve Harley, but it's a lot of different other sources as well that we try to fit. A, a, a square pig in a round hole and you realize, no, this just doesn't work. You know, yeah. and we think that because you saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, that that makes you a good wife, a good husband. No, it doesn't. You can love God with your whole heart and be a bad husband, a bad wife, because you do not understand this office. You can be a good, you can, be, you can love God, be a bad deacon, bad trustee, because mm. you did not know what it took for this office, and people don't realize it is it is bigger than a relationship. It is bigger than I love you. You don't get yeah. married because you love this person. You got to get married for other reasons besides that. Because because yeah. when when the parameters that were set up change, and you realize if you're not careful, your love will change. Because sometimes you thought your love was unconditional, but when the conditions change. You don't want to love anymore. Mm -hmm. And you realize, wow, well, hmm, I can't just love the part of a person that I need. I must love the part of a person that needs me. Yeah. That's a whole different conversation that we're not ready to have. But we say, I want to get in this relationship. I want to pursue marriage only to realize, well, what do you think marriage is? Mm. That's so good. That is so good. Yeah, you talking good, bro. So let me ask, what do you what does a healthy relationship look like? Like in order to be in a healthy relationship, what does one need to, to be doing or seeing in order to know that they're in a healthy relationship? Let's say um a healthy relationship as an example looks like I water you, you water me, and let's grow together. Now, what that looks like every day is that we have to break down the walls we placed around what we think relationships are. They're not 50-50. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're not even 100-100. Yeah. The reality is, if, if we got 100%, right, of a relationship, 
Sometimes that looks like 70 30, mm-hmm. 80 20, 60 40, 90 10. Because relationships have seasonal changes that sometimes yeah. we are not prepared for. But you have to be with a partner that can be in this season what you are not. And you can be in this season what they are not. Because again, sometimes you have like, like marriage will forgive the mistakes that life is unable to avoid, which means that say you're married, right? And Mm -hmm. you have a child, right? You're going to have a seasonal change. Yeah. Man has to understand now, what do you do when you want your wife's breast with the baby on it? Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel abandoned? Do you feel neglected? Or will you understand that, you know what, in this moment, my wife does not have what she used to have to give to me in this season. Yeah. And even during the pregnancy, she's hormonally different. She's unable to do certain things she used to do. She can't mm-hmm. put forth the same amount of effort that she used to. So yeah. now you have to step up. And in your 100% relationship might look like 70 on your end and 30 on her end. Well, let's flip it. This man might lose his job. Yeah. Laid off. Cannot be now the financial provider that he once was in this season. So right now, some things may look like 70% hurt, 30% him. It does not mean that either is slacking, mm-hmm. you can only give out of what you have. Yeah. So sometimes in this season, things have changed. So now we, so now it, it's not that this person is not giving their all. It's just that their all looks different now because they're pouring from a different container. Mm. So people have to realize now that so healthy relationships look like what? Working together. And yeah. working Together doesn't always look the same in every season. You know, mm-hmm. a, a woman has to look at a man and be and say to herself, I can rely on him. Yeah. A man has to look at this woman and say, you know what? I I I, I can find the same security in her in different ways. Mm-hmm. I can trust that if I go down, she can hold things down. But this woman looks at her man and says, you know what? My my man holds it down. He does his thing. I, I trust him. To lead us. And even if you're not married, it, it could be that she trusts him in this relationship to one day lead a marriage. And my yeah. thing is, those are the type of things we don't look for in non-marital relationships. You know, we don't look for, can I see the virtue in her? Can I see the provider in him? Yeah. You know, do I see beyond this moment? Is it is it more than just he's sexy or she fine? Yeah. Do I really see the things in my partner that make me believe that we can last forever? And I'll end by saying this: that if you really want to know if a person is truly for you, ask yourself what grows as a result of them being planted in your life. Does your happiness grow? Does your confusion grow? Does your misery grow? Does your joy grow? Does your understanding, what grows? Because if, if more negative things grow than positive things, this person is not for you. Mm-hmm. That's all that discernment really is, is 
taking an assessment of what you can see. It, it is we make things overly spiritual and they become spooky. Come on. That discernment is really about observation. What does this look like? What can you see? You know, and, and, and it may be what you see in the spirit, but even mm -hmm. what you see in the spirit is still rational. Yeah. There's gotta be some evidence. Faith is the evidence of the unseen. So mm -hmm. what is the evidence of, of what you're saying? I, I may not see the whole picture, but what's the evidence that it'll come out? You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, when your mama used to be in the kitchen making that huge steak and gravy, you couldn't see the steak under the gravy, but mm -hmm. the evidence was a bubble something every now and then that you know something's under there. So, so what bubbles are you seeing that is evidence that something is beneath the surface? Mm. Mm. That's just so good. The evidence. Yeah, because you know what? You helping me, bro. <laughs> and I ain't even trying to have a relationship, but that is so good. So I want to talk a little bit about dating because, you know, a lot, there's a lot of single people out here and they're, and they're wanting to date and in, interested in dating. But then there's also a lot of foolishness out here in this dating. So yeah. in 2022, how can we foster better dating experiences? You found the better dating experiences. I, I have a philosophy I, I go by and I say fellowship, friendship, relationship, courtship. Mm. If it ain't the right one, abandonship. Mm. <laughs> I'm a denominator among all five of those things is ship. Yeah. Ships take you somewhere, right? So mm. the thing is, we have a habit of meeting people. Having a wonderful first date, jump into a relationship, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Only to realize that this ship has no destination. It's going nowhere fast. All because no one set a destination. Yeah. And the thing is, throughout life, everything has rules and regulations. If you follow these things, you will have success. Mm -hmm. There's rules to this, there's levels to this. The reason that I'm saying, fellowship first is because fellowship, we can ride this ship with pretty much anybody. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We, we, we get on the ship and we greet the fella on the ship. That's all fellowship is. You mm -hmm. greet the fella on the ship, right? And yeah. you can fellowship and have a good time. There's no strings attached to this. But part of fellowship is you're taking information about a person through natural observation. Mm -hmm. You gotta figure out, you know what? Is this, does this person show me signs of being trustworthy? Yeah. Signs of, of being a nice person just in general? Do they have morals and values? Do our core values light up? Mm -hmm. Well, this is trait of a friend. If I can be your friend now, you're on another ship. Yeah, because you might fellowship with associates. Yeah, but those associates, some of them reach the level of friendship. Mm -hmm. This is a whole different ship because friends, friendship, friends share things in common. Mm -hmm. You know, we have some similar interests. You know, we like to do some of the same things. We enjoy this company, right? So yeah. amongst these friends, now you may or may not develop a romantic interest 
in one of your friends, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should date all your friends. I'm saying if you choose to date somebody, it should be someone you first develop friendship with, right? Yeah. Let's say we decide to have a conversation about our mutual interests, right? And we decide that that as friends, we want to go to dinner, go to a movie. That's fine. In doing that, you may one day realize, you know what? <clears throat> I think that we would be good for what? A relationship. Yeah. You decide what? To enter a relationship. Now, where I differ from most is this. My philosophy is the two can't walk together unless they agree. That's Amos 3 and 3. Well, Come before on. you get in the relationship, the relationship has to have what? A destination. Mm-hmm. We should know that we see marital qualities in each other before we decide to enter the relationship. Yeah. yeah. The destination of the relationship is courtship. Right? Mm-hmm. So in this relationship, we move forward. We, you know, towards courtship, so we agreed on. Now we might reach the level of courtship, which means there's an engagement involved now, right? So yeah. now we are moving towards marriage, right? Mm-hmm. By the time you get here, it shouldn't be any, any, a whole lot more trying to figure where things are going. No, you already know. We were friends. We have now become. Uh, in a relationship, we were not mm-hmm. engaged, moving towards our marriage. Now, somebody's going to hear this <laughs> and say, that sounds perfect. No, it's not perfect. It is, it is just a, a roadmap. There's a level of human error. That's why I said, the fifth thing I said was, if it's not the right one, abandon Abandoned. shit. Yep. Because you have to realize, I got it wrong. I, mean, yeah. I made a mistake. Really? Responsibility is to, to be what? To use discernment, to be prayerful in all of this, that we will not move too fast. Well, mm-hmm. if, if you take a step back and follow a, a, a map or follow some structure, you're not as quick to move fast because yeah. you are strategic about what you're doing. So, again, I say fellowship, friendship, relationship, courtship, the right one, a manship. I love it. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think it's so important to follow that roadmap. Um, I think, cause like you, like you said, people jump into relationships. You know, I know when I was engaged to be married before Joseph passed, like there was that roadmap. That was my best friend. And then from us being best friends, we became, you know, partners. And, but even in that, you know, it was a timeline. I'm like, all right, listen, in, in a year's time, we need to talk about what we what we doing, where we headed, what's the next step? Because I truly believe it doesn't take a man longer than a year to know whether or not you him for him, right? And I think sometimes as women, we give men two, three, four, five, 10, 12, 15 years. <laughs> And we ain't going nowhere, right? And I learned that from my grandparents. They were like, you give that man one year. In one year, he'll know. He'll know if you are the one for him. And I guarantee you in that one year's time, Joseph had proposed because he knew, okay, this is is the one for me and this is where I'm headed. So I love that you have that practical romance 
because I truly believe that the foundation of any great relationship is friendship. That's like right. I gotta know that you my my homie. Like can That's we right. rock out? Can we play space together? Can we do all right. that? Because if I can't do that with you, I don't necessarily know if I want to be in a relationship with you. That's right. Whole new level friend. That's it. I mean, That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the sauce right there. I love it. I love it. I love it. So talking about dating from a different perspective, when mm-hmm. people come out of divorce, the death of a spouse, all that good stuff, what do you say about how does someone know when they're ready to date again? I think that you know when you're ready to date after something tragic or traumatic, when you reach a place where you have peace about what happened. Mm. whether it was breakup or whatever it was when you when you reach a point of where it's not like you forget yeah your hurt or your pain but you've processed it mm-hmm. and you've reached a place where you have learned how to walk with a limp you know like like the uh, story of jacob in the bible about when he wrestled with god all night long and god had to break him literally yeah, and how the rest of his life, when his name was changed to to uh, to Israel, he walked with a limp from that day forward. Mm-hmm. But his limp represented a, a, a point in his life where he had to be broken, but he was still able to function and walk. But he had a limp yeah. sometimes with with our emotions and our and our feelings and our pain and our hurt. We learn how to live with it. It mm-hmm. hurts. And there may be times where you cry. It does not mean that you're not over. It just mm-hmm. means that I'm hurting because that memory was brought back. And this tear in this moment is because I was triggered by something yeah. that reminded me of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because all of our hurt is not bad. Sometimes hurt comes that I truly love this person and they love me. Mm-hmm. But they're no longer here, or yeah. we have to go our separate ways because of a very rational, real reason. Mm-hmm. Not always because it was bad, just we it, it was necessary. Yeah. Whatever the reason was, that's gonna leave a scar. It, it leaves a mark, an impression in our life. And we healing is not the absence of pain. Mm. Because you can be healed. Physically, in your physical body, and still have a scar. That yeah. if you press it hard enough, there may be some some scar tissue up under it. And that's mm-hmm. real. Same thing emotionally. You can be healed. Then, if a spot within you is pressed hard enough, yeah. it may um, a, a result might happen, a reaction might happen, mm-hmm. but you're healed. But you understand. I won't break down as a result of my spot being pressed. Yeah. I just understand where that came from. And I feel I've learned and I've rationalized this that I know I was hurt. I'm here. I'm okay. I have to cry sometimes, but I'm going to keep moving forward. Yeah. So you know that you're here when you're able to talk about it and not mm-hmm. be angry, not break down. You can have a conversation about. You can live your life. You you yeah. can. It it doesn't bother you being around people. It doesn't bother you being around those that remind you of him or her. Yeah. You know that. You know that I am okay. 
I, I have reached a point where I am at peace with myself. Yeah. And you know yeah. That, you're, that you're okay. And you can say, you know what, I'm ready to love again. Mm-hmm. When you can say that, mean it, and you can talk more about not just being in a relationship, but actually loving someone again. It's two different things. Because mm-hmm. some people are in love with love or in mm-hmm. love without being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But some people are not actually prepared to love again. You yeah. know you're prepared when you've reached the place where you're at peace with yourself. Mm. That is so good when you are at peace with yourself. I love it. I love it. I think there's definitely a place of acceptance you have to get to, um, especially when it ends in something so tragic. I know for me, that's what I had to do for four years was really work on me and get to a place of acceptance. And I tell people for me, acceptance is not, oh, that he just never existed. Acceptance is accepting the reality of what was and recognizing that okay he's no longer here but in knowing that he's no longer here also knowing that the love that he has for me would want me to continue on and be happy and love again and to do those things and in a way that honors his his life right and the love we shared so I love that I think that is so important to at the end of any you know my grandmother always says even a breakup is like a death you got to grieve it you know, you gotta go through that process of mourning the loss. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love it. I love it. All right, so we're gonna talk about single people because you know, yeah, they out yeah. here, bro. They out here, and um, a lot of single people feel like being single is a death sentence. Why do you think they feel that way? I think that we are taught from a young age that. You're supposed to grow up, reach a point, settle down, get a spouse, have 2.5 children, have a white house with a picket fence, and you know, eat sweet potato pie and warm up a side, you know, by the fireplace. That's that's the design that has put in all of us, you know. And we we reach the point of our adulthood and start to realize how challenging this thing can really be. Now it is not so much that I would say that relationships mm-hmm. are hard or difficult. What it is, is that the idiosyncrasies that we come into the relationships with, mm-hmm. which consist of, of our past experiences, our bad decisions, our hurt that we haven't dealt with, our pain we haven't processed, our, our, our negative opinions, Sometimes about the opposite sex. That is what is difficult because it is not so much that people are incompatible, it is the expectations that are, that are incompatible. And what mm. happens is that it is so much that we bring to the relationship table yeah. that the other person is clueless about mm-hmm. because all we see is the tall, dark, and the handsome. Yeah. Or the 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 caramel complexion, the high cheekbones, and the pretty smile. That's mm. what we see. We see the commercial and have no idea what that product really is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's like whenever you're comparing the Popeye sandwich to the Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know, you what we we might have blue a smell familiar with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> 
But we were familiar with Popeye. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody ran to the Popeyes. I want you to realize that Popeyes ain't what I thought. Man, mm. it better. But when I actually got it, I was like, well, this is not better than Chick-fil-A. Well, a lot of times, that's how we come into a relationship. Like we, we've dealt with this type of person for this long, and we figure, I'm done with that. I'm going to change with this. And, and that becomes your expectation, is that this we be better than that. All of them realize nothing is wrong with either. What's wrong with is your process. Mm. Corporate America says this, that it is never a people problem. It's the process problem. It's corporate America now, right? Yeah. It's not the people. This is not, this is, this is corporate America rules that says that it's never a, a people problem. It's a process problem, right? Mm. Well, within dating, relationship, it is not a people problem. It's a process problem. Yeah. What is your selection process like? You know, it's the reason that with, with careers and jobs, that they that they take resumes to see yeah. on paper who's the most qualified based upon the expectations of this job, right? We yeah. look at it, boom, 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 and make a decision who to call in for an interview. Because just because somebody is more qualified on paper does not mean they're the best person for the job. Come on. Because they made for the interview, you listen to how they speak. How do they problem solve? How do they think? Can they think critically? Can they think quickly? Yeah. What has their past experience been in similar situations? Well, in this dating world, we should look at things like that as well. You know, you may know some things about a person that somebody told you or that they even say, right? Mm-hmm. Until you start to have some experiences with that person, on the friendship level, on the fellowship level, and the friendship level, to let you know how they think. Yeah. How they problem solve. When you get angry, do you curse? Do you swing? Or do you get out of control? Mm-hmm. You know, what is your relationship with your family like? Mm-hmm. You know, are you respectful to people that you don't know? How do you talk to the person at the gas station? How when you walk past homeless people? I'm not saying you have to give them money all the time, but do you speak? Do you turn your nose up? What's your yeah. character look like? Yeah. If this is a man, do you see virtue in this woman? If you are a woman, do you see a man of battle in this man? Mm-hmm. You know, this is about taking an assessment of their core values. Just discern, discerning this thing. Before you invest your body, you better invest your brain. Come on. You use your brain because Relationships, it is not a heart decision. Mm-hmm. It's a brain decision. Mm. You know, what, what's rational? You know, what, what can I see? Again, because faith is the evidence of the unseen. So, but, but what do you see? What's your evidence? Yeah. You gotta see something that's making you decide to invest yourself. That's a brain decision. You mm-hmm. gotta figure out, it ain't about your heart, about your brain. Use your brain. Think. But see, we are we are moving forward and making emotional decisions. And I don't know who was the first person saying it, Leah, but somebody has convinced us that love is something that you're supposed to do hard. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Love must be done correctly. 
Mm -hmm. The Bible tells you how to love if you're a Christian. Love yeah. is patient. Love yeah. is kind. Mm -hmm. Love is not puffed up. Love does not seek its own. Love does not keep record of right and wrong. Yeah. You know, love is kind. Is mm -hmm. this a kind? Love is patient. So that means you can't just jump in this thing quick. Because you're patient. That yeah. means that you must have some information that, that says this is a good event. So be patient and don't let your emotions drive you. Love yeah. is not an emotion. Love impacts your emotions. You know what I'm saying? Love is a decision. Mm. He gave his only begotten son. What's that mean? Yeah. Begotten means uniquely made, uniquely born. So that means something is unique about what I want to do towards you. Yeah. So in order to reach that point, I've got to see some things that provoke within me mm -hmm. that I want to give with the best part of myself for you. That's not something that you do overnight. That's why I can never subscribe to this love at first sight thing. No. Yeah, me either. Because you don't know this person. No. You, what, mm -hmm. you have, um, what you have is um, chemistry. Mm -hmm. But people confuse chemistry and compatibility. They have the same thing. You know, Come on. You have chemistry, that has more to do with like your body produces dopamine, oxytocin. Mm -hmm. When you get mm -hmm. excited, you know, when, when you have but this stuff wears off. And when mm. it wears off, then you're like, wait a minute, you don't like the work. Wait a minute, you kind of mean. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, you kind of disrespectful. Whoa, you kind of aggressive. Mm -hmm. Whoa, you borderline Ike Turner. <laughs> Come you on. Know? Now you see this person for who they are. Because now you're no longer blinded by this oxytocin and dopamine because it's the walls and it wears on quickly. That's why you need more than chemistry. You need compatibility. Do we yeah. have the same core values? Do we believe in the same God? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are, are we both generally nice people? This mm -hmm. is behind your religion now. This is about everyday behavior. Do yeah. you believe in treating folks how you want to be treated? Come and on. That's what it has to be really about. Man, listen, you were talking so good, bro, because I said, and this is one of those are the things we saw when COVID happened. Like so many people started breaking up, divorcing because the blinders came off and they realized, yeah, I don't necessarily know the person I have been laying next to all these years. Like, and chemistry is what keeps people being like, oh, I like them. Like I tell people for me. I, I literally have decided to be celibate and take sex off the table. And the beautiful thing in that thing for me, bro, was the clarity. Like, I can see you. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no emotions in place. No, like, I can see you. And when I see you, I'm looking like, you know, I don't, mm -mm, I don't, nope. <laughs> That's not it. And it makes it easy for me to now exit stage left. Because I'm not going to waste your time and you can't waste my time because I can now see you. And people don't realize that. And I've had friends say, Lee, you crazy because we are sexual beings. And, and I get all of that. But what people don't realize is that when you enter into a relationship, especially a sexual one, prematurely, it throws everything you just said out the window. Because you don't know if you're compatible. All you see is the chemistry. Yeah. And, and you know what? 
You, you know, you know who preached a real good sermon that that not even a preacher. It was it was a, it was a great R and B uh, prophetess by the name of Tamia. You know, back in I believe it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. She had a song called "Strange in My House." Mm -hmm. You know, and the song the song say, "It's a strange in my house." Took a while to figure out. There's no yeah. way you can be who you say you are. You gotta be somebody else because he wouldn't touch me like that and treat me like you do. And she went on to say, or oh, could it be that the stranger is me? Have I mm -hmm. changed so drastically and you remain the same? What she was preaching is that she thought that he was the stranger. All the while she realized she was the one who was the stranger to her own self because she mm -hmm. had become someone that she was not. So yeah. she didn't recognize who she was. And sometimes in our relationship, what happens with us is that we don't know who we are. Yeah. Quickly jump in a relationship, take on this person's identity because we don't have one of our own. Mm. And now all of who I am is only who you are. Yeah. So I have to be around you when all the time. I need to go where you go. I need to talk to who you talk to. I can't be apart from you because I have no identity of my own. Yeah. And I realized one day I look in the mirror and don't recognize myself because I've moved so far away from who I used to be. That mm. the stranger is me. He changed drastically. And it's not that this person has changed or done us wrong. We have just wrecked ourselves up in who they are. Yeah. They didn't even realize it. And, but one day we react to it because we're angry. We take it on them. Then mm. we're mad at ourselves because I don't know who I am. And I'm so wrapped up in you that I yeah. can't see anything else. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Listen, this has been so good. Bro, before I let you go, please tell the people how they can connect with you. You can reach me. Um, on let's see Facebook Gregory Devon, Instagram Gregory underscore Devon, Twitter at Gregory Devon. I'm on Snapchat Gregory Devon, but I don't uh, know what I'm doing <laughs> on Snapchat or TikTok. <laughs> I'm on that though, but the main places to reach is, is best Facebook or Instagram. Um, it's best to reach me and look out for prior to the pandemic. You know, I was, you know, doing a lot of relational events around the triangle. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring that back pending some um, regulations that I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to be on lockdown, what this new variant looking like. So um, if if nothing else, I'll definitely be doing some online, some online things that um, will be exciting. So don't look out. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, bro, for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive and sharing all, all that you shared. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Y'all, listen. Shout out to my big bro, Gregory Devon, for coming through the Hey Queen Thrive. Y'all, listen. My boy is so dope, and I'm not just saying that because he's my big bro, but y'all make sure y'all are connecting with him following him on social media you definitely want to know this man he is just so hella dope i love you big bro thank you so much so much for taking the time out of your busy busy schedule to show up for your little sis and have this conversation man it was so so good so 
Listen, I just got to get into Thriving Nuggets because yeah, you might want to listen to this episode over and over again. That's how good it was. But on this episode of Thriver Nuggets, I am going to talk to you guys about nine ways to up your dating game in 2022. Like, this is the one for my single people. Oh, my single ladies. Oh, my single ladies. Hey, right? This is for my single people, right? That's out here dating. We're going to talk about how do you up your dating game in 2022, all right? You ready? Let's just get into it. All right. So, number one, appreciate how different dating is right now. So, as... As soon as, soon as the stay-at-home order hit, the dating game changed. Ooh, y'all ain't never lied. So maybe you got a Zoom date fatigue, or maybe you're now determining who to date based on vaccination status. However, what's going on in the world does not have to harm your love life. In fact, it could even be beneficial. So we got to appreciate it. We got to appreciate that dating in 2022 looks real different, Right. It is not like it used to be where you go out and you meet somebody at a coffee shop and all that good stuff. Like we got COVID. COVID has entered the scene. COVID, you know, is that <laughs> is that boyfriend or girlfriend that just won't go nowhere? You know what I'm saying? Like y'all, y'all ever had that ex, right? That just won't go nowhere? You just like, can you can you catch the hint? No, not really. Okay. That's what I feel about COVID. All right, I'm going on a tangent. So let's appreciate how dating is different now. Number two. Keep all options open. Listen, I call that rotational dating. I am the queen of rotational dating. I believe in never putting all your eggs in one basket. You should keep your options open. And ladies, let me tell you why. Because whether men want to admit it or to, out loud or not, that's what they do. Like, they good at making you believe you're the only one, right? They good at it. But trust me, he got about two, three, four in his basket that he ain't told you about. So keep them options open. So many of us have this idea that we need a movie-worthy, meet-a-cute person when, when finding a soulmate. But closing yourself off to any meeting that isn't locking eyes across a crowded bar or running into a long-forgotten high school sweetheart from back home, like especially if you watch the Hallmark Channel or like Lifetime, um, limits your chances. So the more options you keep open, the higher chances of meeting people that you'll enjoy being around. Instead of waiting for the less meet a cute person, try to remain open to any possibilities that feel right to you. So keep them options open, ladies. Like it is okay to date one, two, three, four men. Now, hear me and hear me clearly. I said date. That don't mean you gotta have sex with them. Because let me just make that, let me clip, let me make this caveat right here real quick. Because I had a conversation with an individual who tried to tell me that if I was dating two, two to four men, that I was sleeping with them. And that's not necessarily true, right? I can date multiple people and it does not have to end up sexual. Because the reality is dating is about getting to know you, but it's also about what is it that I desire? What is it that I want, right? And the only way that I can really discover that is by out getting out here and dating and really keeping my options open, right? So know that you can date and sex don't have to be on the table. Now, if you choose to have sex, that's on you, right? But it does not have to be a part of your dating experience. All right, number three, forget the prerequisites. 
So many of us have an extensive prerequisite checklist before even considering going on a first date. So maybe you want someone who's exactly like you, whether it's interest, religion, or background. Maybe you're not looking twice at people who have a certain dating history or are over a certain age or own a cat because you are way more of a dog person. While shared values are crucial and, and compatibility is often determined by similarities, try getting to know someone before making assumptions based on your prerequisites. So, ladies and gents, we are not coming into the dating scene with the checklist, right? Let people show you who they really are, right? Just be open to getting to know them. Because, you listen, you're going to know after a few conversations, right, or a few outings, you're going to know <laughs> whether or not this person is is a, wasting your time or not, right? So it's no sense in going in with this checklist of, like, what he or she has to look like and how he or she has to fit my, fit my world, right? Because it's not really about fitting my world. It's about, like, can we build this world together, right? So let's not, let's not have these long prerequisite checklists <laughs> going into the dating scene in 2022. All right, number four, cut it off with the, with the maybes already. So do you have an ex who has been hanging around for years or a fuckboy that has been messing with your head? Mm, we all got them. What about those people you text when you're feeling lonely or bored or who you think you might be interested in someday? Come on, if you can't say amen, you already know what I'm going to say. Say what? Ouch. I call those people maybes. The exes, the previous dates, the it's complicated relationships, the situationships, right? That didn't work out the first time around. But you keep their number in your phone just in case or are hoping something will change. Yeah, we need to cut them off. You got to cut them off. You got to cut them off. You got you to gotta go ahead and block them. Go ahead and delete the number. Go ahead. Listen, you might have to pull a um, Mary Jane Paul off of being Mary Jane. Y'all remember that show, y'all? I was binge watching that over Christmas. It was funny. But anyway, y'all, <laughs> y'all remember how she used to like change the ex's name to like never pick up the phone or do not answer? Yeah, you might have to do that. You might have to do that to those maybes in your life that you know good and damn well. They ain't going to change. Ain't nothing going to change about this person. Listen, I can give y'all a personal experience for mine. So I had met this man and he was like about 10 years old, like 10 years my senior. My friends crack on me a lot because they're like, Leah, you like, you be liking them older men. I do, but I'm I'm open to giving the youngins a little chance in 2022 because I had your girl has officially hit, hit the cougar age, right? So I might have to give me a young buck in 2022, but we'll see. But anyway... So I was dating this guy who was like 10 years. I can't even say I was dating him. Ain't that some shit? All right. But he was 10 years my senior, right? And we literally had this on again, off again situation. Like it was literally like when we was on, everything was great. We had fun, all that. When we were off, it was just like, it was just too much, right? Like it was a toxic situationship. And what made me finally get to the point of cutting him off because I knew this person for about two years. So like literally it was kind of like every three to six months we would stop talking to each other. And literally it was because of some dumb shit he did. But what really made me finally like be like, yo, I'm done. Like this is never going to change is that two years later, 
I had gotten to this place where I realized how much I deserve to be treated with love and dignity and respect and all that good stuff and to be treated like the queen that I am. And I remember getting ready to leave his house, right, the next morning because we had adult time and spent the night. Y'all know your girl keep it real here at Hate Can We Thrive. And I remember looking at him and asking him one last time. I said, what are we doing? Like, what is this, right? Because here's my thing. When a person really wants to be with you, they don't have no problem putting it out there like, yo, I'm trying to be with you, right? Like, they don't have no problem claiming you, professing your love, being like, yo, you my shorty, you my bae, you my boo, whatever the tag title they want to give you, right? They make it very clear. So I had asked him this, y'all. Probably this was like the fourth or fifth time I asked him. And every time I asked him, he danced around the answer. And I made up in my mind on the drive home back to my place that this was it that this was it. And so I sent him this long message and ladies, please, we got to stop doing that dumb shit in 2022 too, right? Because here's the reality. You could send a Negro a long message and he still ain't going to care or get it, right? (laughs) So I sent him this long message and I remember saying to him in this message in particular, I said, you are selfish and manipulative. I said, because you don't want me but you don't want nobody else to want me. And so you would rather stand in the way and keep feeding me bullshit so nobody else gets to me. Mm. Cause they do that. And I'm not, and let me just say this to all my male listeners, because I know y'all listening. I'm not blaming a hundred percent of this on you guys, right? Because here's the thing, ladies, and I know y'all ain't gonna like me when I say it. Sometimes we end up in these toxic situationships because of us, right? Because of what we're settling for, because we are lonely, because we're, we don't feel like we're deserving, right? And so I had to cut him off. And I promise you, from the moment I cut him off, y'all, like my life has been so crystal clear. Things have been flowing because he had to get out the way. And I've been open to meeting new people, which I have since I cut him off. So listen, cut off that person. Cut that maybe off. Let him go. All right. Number five, (laughs) visualize your best self. So dating highlights are our biggest insecurities. We overanalyze what we say over text or tender, or we try out 50 different, 15 different outfits before a date, or maybe even expect the worst and prepare to be ghosted or for the date to go badly. Sound familiar? I'm sure. So to cure the pre-dating anxieties, try visualizing the best version of yourself. Are you confident, comfortable, or friendly? How would the most confident um, you act on this date? What would you wear? What would you even care about what you wear, remind remind yourself that you are the catch, right? And that your date is trying to impress, not the other way around. Listen, ladies, gentlemen, remind yourself, you are the catch. When somebody is showing up to go out on a date with you, you the prize, baby boo. Now, I'm not saying go out here and be cocky with it. Now, Leah Michelle Forney would probably go out here and be cocky with it, but that's the Aquarius in her. But but I am saying be confident enough to know, hey, I know what I bring to the table. And honey, you're trying to impress me. So then we can see if together we can make something work. Just saying. All right. Number six, use alone time to your advantage. FYI. 
being alone is a good thing. A single relationship status or even just spending some time on your own allows us to turn inward, explore our truest desires, and get to know ourselves better. When we know ourselves and what we want, our dating lives become more fulfilling, successful, and fun. Any amount of time alone can be invested to understand what we want out of a partner. But most importantly, it can make us feel so whole when we don't have a partner. Let me tell you something. Your girl has been the epitome of number six. I have been single going on four years, three and a half years to be exact. And when I tell you I absolutely love alone time, like I was having this conversation with my girlfriends a couple of weeks ago and even my grandmother. And I was like, man, I don't know how I would be able to incorporate another person in my life because I'm so comfortable by myself. Like I am so comfortable. Like I don't know how I, I would be able to do that. Like that would literally probably be something that I would have to work on because I'm so cool with just being Leah and being alone and chilling, right? So use that alone time to your advantage, ladies and gentlemen. All right, number seven, ditch outdated rules. So let me go on a quick quick tangent about a few outdating, outdated dating rules that we really should ditch. So like, for instance, don't kiss on the first date. Honey, if the chemistry is there, kiss them. The hell is 2022? Why are we over here talking about, oh, I don't kiss on the first day. If the chemistry is there, kiss him. Or the three date rule, right? Like, oh, after, you know, we got to go on three dates before we move to the next base. Listen, what is we, is we in elementary school? Is this first, second, third, fourth base and then home run? Like we not doing that in 2022. Like, can we just throw those rules away, right? You want to make rules based on your level of comfortability and what you're feeling, right? The next rule we need to throw away is this playing hard to get or waiting for the other person to make the first move. Like, again, if the chemistry is there and you feel something, go for it, okay? So besides outdated gender roles, these rules come from the idea that whoever cares less in a relationship is the one that has the most power. We got to do away with that. Like that whole, oh, I got to wait three days and then text him. Oh, I got to wait. Like, and then you wonder why by the time you text him or her three days later, they, they didn't forgot your existence. Come on now. We got to do better. All right. Number eight, focus on finding out what you want. Dating is supposed to be about finding what you want, finding out about what you want, not becoming what someone else wants. Some people will like you. Some people won't. Whether or not someone wants to pursue a relationship or a second date with you has nothing to do with how likable you are, but it does have to do with compatibility. And I think we can all agree that there are many people we wouldn't mind being incompatible with. Prioritize what you want in a partner by making a list of non-negotiable qualities and values you want and stop yourself from getting caught up in what a relationship or a person could be. Instead, Ask yourself if you are genuinely enjoying each other, each person you're talking to and whether or not they deserve you. Listen, dating is about finding out what it is that you want, right? Like I always say, it's nothing wrong with the list, ladies, because we have them, right? 
But here's my challenge to you. If you're going to have a list of non-negotiables, make sure you are a representation of your own non-negotiables, right? Make sure you are a representation of that list because you have to be in alignment and you have to be able to complement what it is that you say you want. All right. My last tip on dating, stepping your dating game up in 2022, know that dating is supposed to be enjoyable. So repeat after me. Dating should be fun. Go ahead and say it to yourself. Dating should be fun. It should not feel forced, boring, painful, or sad. If it's not enjoyable, you're either putting too much pressure on each date, feeling self-conscious about dating, or focusing on the wrong things. Remember that dating is not intended to have only one outcome. Every experience, whether it's a date, a tender conversation, or a few months of dating brings you closer to clarity. The purpose on going of going on dates, talking to new people, opening yourself up to meet someone new is not to feed your ego or affirm insecurities or to find a soulmate ASAP. The purpose is to collect information that will bring you closer to a happy, fulfilling life and to have a good time along the way. Bottom line, is that it should be fun meeting new people, whether or not a second date follows. If not, if it's not, take a break from dating to reflect on what you're really looking for in your dating life. Listen, if you're going to be out here dating, y'all, have some fun. Have some fun. Take the pressure off. Stop going on these dates and, like, stressing yourself out and the person you're trying to date out. Like, just have some fun. Let you Let loose. Right. And if a second date comes out of it, great. If it doesn't, you got an opportunity to meet somebody new. I'm just saying. This concludes another episode of Hey Clean Thrive. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Packful guest. I love each and every one of you. Be safe out here. Peace and blessings. <laughs>